And there are many things that I would like to say to you. Go ahead and start this one out with a fucking banger. Uh, in the 2006-2007 uh, tour in Talil Air Force Base, Iraq, with uh, the 259, we had a troop, a soldier. I'm just going to call her our troop, because I didn't bother to think of a name, even though this is the third time I recorded this. So, uh, our troop was hanging out with the Australians, who were in the next living area o- over. Uh, they looked like TV Australians, like the Australians you would see randomly peppered in American television that were all like tan and attractive and had the, the accent that worked every which way and just, oh, you know, there they were, right there, plain as day. I couldn't believe that, like, the in my mind, that the television version of people were actually living up to the real-life version of these people. And this was the military version. Like, military is, uh, is not generally known for having, like, the most attractive people <laughs> join. I'm not saying ugly, but you're not gonna get, like, people who collectively, almost every goddamn one out of the company, you just wanna look at and be like, hey, didn't I see that motherfucker in a catalog somewhere? Because those were these guys. I was... I'd never seen that shit. God damn. But anyway. <laughs> so, uh, our troop is hanging out with the Australians and everything's going fine and dandy like sour candy. You know, uh, I guess uh, to the best of my guessing, because I'm hearing random shit and, you know, and see a few things here and there. And, and it's like, well, I don't really care, but it's the scuttlebutt, you know, the water cooler talk. Who, who the fuck? No one cares, but everyone cares. It's uh, it's it's weird. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, so it gets even weirder. Uh, the Australians now they're unhappy because they they wouldn't got the uh, they wouldn't got that chlamydia <laughs> and that clap on don't clap off not without that that uh, that penicillin or whatever. You got to go to the clinic to get that uh, at the triage. And, uh, sick call, and uh, who's gonna find out about it? <laughs> Your chain of command, and you are gonna lose something. I don't know what, but it's gonna be something. Rank, free time, pay. Uh, it's not good. So, like, I bet when they had to go get that medicine and probably get in fucking trouble, they weren't too happy with our troop. But our troop uh, was, uh, you know. <laughs> also not happy about being blamed for the whole goddamn thing. Uh, very vocally, it got around the base, actually, not just our living area or the Australians. Like, people, I think, were starting to recognize and also, I don't know, it became a huge deal. So huge of a deal. This is where I'm terrified and proud at the same time. So they, they got to the point where the, Austra- the Australians were rolling up in one of our checkpoints and they see our troop uh, at her workstation and they just start fucking saying all kinds of shit to her, right? You wouldn't believe 
the fucking shit that these guys were just like free flowing at this person <laughs> at our troop uh, for the instance in which many of them got chlamydia so <laughs> she they, it was I I heard about it and I heard it was really I just yeah <laughs> it was fucking bad and it was actually so bad that um well I did mention before that the Australians were in the living area next to ours so super close right our troop decides that she's gonna handle some goddamn business so she walks over to the Australian LA with her weapon with the magazine in at the goddamn ready and I'm telling you no one did shit everyone else was armed they're all in the military they're in war zone they all got their shit no one stopped her no one pointed a weapon back no one did a fucking thing everybody got the hell out of there they cleared the way for our troop who had had a goddamn nut bullshit <laughs> it was fucking like they never bothered her again they never said shit to her again and I bet you they were fucking goddamn embarrassed that their whole living area with all of their fucking you know top model commando buddies and what the hell ever they all just took off away as fast as they could to get out of the way of our troop yeah uh, I'm proud of her man I am uh, for multiple reasons. One, obviously, for, you know, not putting up with that shit. You know, it, it, that was a fucking scary situation. There could have been a goddamn tragedy, honestly. But it didn't happen that way. The only thing that happened, fortunately, was a bunch of fucking, uh, bitches got embarrassed. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> yeah, des deservedly so, in my opinion. Oh my god. That's one of those things that I, I'm just never gonna forget. Uh, they never they never fucking bothered her again. And uh, I if I'm remembering this correctly, our troop uh, was was celebrated among among the rest of us as a fucking hero. At least at least I know I did. I was I was very proud that not only did somebody that people considered probably a four on her best day of her goddamn life managed to knock boots around town with the cast of the Australian top model. But then when they tried to flip shit on her and give her a hard time about that shit, she turned it right back around and made it to where not only <laughs> did they never do it again, but they were probably, uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything to follow that up with. I just imagine them sleeping at night, terrified of our troop busting in their living area, <laughs> ready to finish with what they fucking started. Oh my God. Uh, that's just another one of those, those little Iraqi gems. <laughs> anyway. Thank you.
there was a story that happened in the guard shack of the pedestrian search area, the most outer part of the base. And when I mean the most outer part, I mean the last part. This is where these people come in off the street to get on the base uh, for their appointments, for work, uh, whatever. It's, yeah, this is where outside people come to meet inside people, and you're there. So, uh, basically, we have to just make sure that all everyone has their IDs, their government-issued ID, that really it's just laminated. You could laminate fucking anything, and I guess it, it might pass. I don't know. I, the Gen Sia, or whatever the hell they called it, was pretty damn sus, if you ask me. But, <laughs> yeah, we do that. There's a metal detection wand, pat down. They go to the search tent, too, after this. I mean, they are fucking... Yeah, they get searched a lot. So, <laughs> we're, we're out there doing that, and uh, there's a guard shack with some air conditioning. There is a guard shack with some air conditioning. So, I go in it, because it's my turn. And I get, like, about 15 minutes in there, 10 minutes or whatever. And uh, I close, I go to, someone goes out. I think this person's name was Mackie. She was, like, you know, a smaller girl we had in the unit. And Mackie's going out, and I'm going in, I think. Uh, so I'm going to go close the door, because I want this air conditioning to fucking, you know, get going. Like, I don't, we don't need it to leak out into the, in the, into the desert. Travis needs it. So I'm going to close this door and fix that. Right? Hand goes on the knob, and then I'm being shocked to fuck and back. With all of the electricity, apparently... There is loose wiring on the ground. Maybe touching my chair or something. I don't know. I know it's loose. Everyone knows it's loose. It's been there. And, uh... I don't know why no one fixed it. Why no one said anything. Why I didn't say anything. Yeah, well, here it's going now. I'm getting shocked, right? And I can't let go of the doorknob. I'm thinking this is fucking it. Uh, oh well... And then I'm waiting to pretty much die, right? Because I can't move. I can't let go of the knob. And I can feel that shit flowing. So I'm figuring I got about a second left before stuff goes black permanently. And I'm just, well, about to ride it out. And I drop, as expected. I'm like, oh, cool. So I am on the ground, unable to move. And I'm looking at the door, which is partially still open. Uh... I'm alive, but I can't move. Nope, not even a little. So I'm on the ground for, let's go ahead and say a fucking eternity. And everyone's mad as shit because I'm taking up all of the air conditioning and the guard shack time, right? I've went over my time by a good amount. So finally someone comes in to bitch at me, which I'm so surprised didn't happen sooner. I would have been in there. These people are too goddamn nice. What the fuck? So they come in and check on me after a long ass time and Mackie opens the door again. And she sees me on the ground looking at her because she's you take a few steps to get up into the guard shack. So I'm kind of almost face level with Mackie at this point. And she's like, she asked me if someone hit me in the nuts or something. And I just, like, I can't even really move my lips all the way. I say, I got electrocuted, something. And guess what? I want, I was so fucking mad at her for this, 
for like the longest time, but uh, <laughs> I got over it actually pretty quick. Generally, it, it, when I found out that I w- actually was gonna probably, you know, not have a permanent injury or, or live, I, I I calmed down a little bit. But uh, yeah, uh, she casually walks over and just like mentions in passing that I got electrocuted. And more time goes by until someone does an actual check on me and they find out that I have a goddamn, like, medical emergency. (laughs) And then, uh, well, what happens is I get, uh, picked up, dusted off, and, um, after a while of sitting down, I'm able to regain some movement and, you know, I feel, I don't know what the fuck's going on, to be honest. And guess what happens? Our, our area sergeant of the whole fucking thing, Sergeant Ruiz, is coming up. And, uh, man, is my hair long. How does he notice? Because it's sticking straight up. Your boy pushed AR670-1 all the time. Because I got good hair. I like my hair. And I'm going to keep it long as possible for as long as possible. Especially in the military. I was always getting chewed up for this shit. But, uh... Especially today, your boy got the Article 16 for having his hair got uh, too too fucking long, it's sticking straight up, like looking like Guile from Street Fighter up in that bitch. And I know what happened that I get sent to the uh, sick call hospital triage. What the fuck was that place even called? I don't know. But like yeah, sick call up in there in med tent. Uh, was one of the last stops because I, they actually sent me out there to pound pickets. For this detention area that they were going to start stuffing people into. I guess that fit the criteria. I don't even think we used it. I think it was just there. I, I, anyway. Yeah, but I was working on that bitch. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm pretty sure having just survived a pretty substantial electrical shock that I should not be out in 100 degree weather, 130 degree weather, uh, pounding pickets in body armor. <laughs> uh, not a doctor, so hey, fuck it. What do I know? Keep on working. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, all that happened just like that. I swear. If the only thing I'm not too clear on, I'm going to be honest, is what order the picket pounding in the hospital happened because it was both the same day it was in both a very short amount of time within each other like there was me getting up off of the ground in the guard shack from the electrocution uh me getting in trouble for my hair uh immediately after before anything else then there was picket pounding for the detention area or the hospital I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was the first one and then the hospital after, actually after. Just because I just, uh, I did. I will be honest. I figured I'm going to live. I'm not worried about the shock anymore at this point. But you know what? I did get electrocuted. I did get fucking shocked. And you know what happens when you get shocked, goddammit? You get a day off. You tell the doctor that you fucking almost got your heart exploded by fucking goddamn lightning bolts thrown, and then uh, you get some time to get your shit back together before you go out and, you know, get exposed to fucking, you know, the daily goings-on of uh, Murder Town or wherever the hell you're stationed in. You know? 
Was I wrong? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I did. I did get my sick day. I did. I. I this must have been because the hospital was the last. Yes, because I did get time off. I'm pretty sure they knew they was going to get time off. <laughs> so they just got whatever work they could out of me until I actually ended up going to the hospital. And you know what? I can't blame them for that either. If I was in the chain of command, I would have done the same shit. But hey, it is what it is. Anyway, um, I'm going to try and get more stories out there again. Uh, I took a little bit of a break because it's my podcast. <laughs> and I decided to. But, you know, I love you guys and I miss you. And I want to want to talk to you. I want to give you some good stuff. So uh, when it comes up, yeah, I'll try and do one of these. But... I hope you liked it and, you know, stay safe till uh, next time.